At Cool Air Products, we developed AC Smart Seal Quick Shot with professionals in mind. It's the only product on the market that's three in one with sealant, lubricant, and UV dye all in a single application. It's non-toxic, non-flammable, 100% safe to the touch, eco-friendly, and compatible with all refrigerants. It's a safe solution option, backed by years of R&D, Intertech tested, and has sealed millions of leaks. AC Smart Seal, the professional's choice. This episode is brought to you by Nice Job. Nice Job is reputation marketing software and help you grow your service business. Nice Job's automated tools will help you collect two to three times more reviews and then share those reviews where it matters most. Using social proof and a high converting website, you can be the top rated in your field. New signups can get $50 off when they mention the HVAC Know-It-All podcast. Visit get.nicejob.com for more information. So as I've mentioned in the past, I work on a ton of York equipment. I have many buildings scattered across the roof is York equipment. And because I work on a bunch of York equipment, I'm in the master group often because they sell the source one parts. Now, without them being close by, it would be a little bit more difficult for me because hey, they're right in the area where I'm working, where all these buildings are at. And because I'm there so much, I've established the rapport and relationship with the counter people, which is awesome. So guys, check out master.ca. And if you're looking for the York source one parts, check them out east to west coast, right across Canada. What's up, people? Welcome back to the podcast. So we have a very cool interview. This is not a technical interview. We're not going to speak to somebody uh, regarding a technical issue or technical problem or technical solution. We are going to talk to a couple of people that I thought would be a super cool interview. These two people are husband and wife. They run a company together and they actually get out in the same truck and bang out installs together and do service and all that kind of stuff. So I thought it would be super cool to talk to them. We have Ronnie and we have Katrina Roberts. Okay. They're from the Texas area. And I was scrolling through my Instagram feed and it came through Mrs. Heritage Air and it just lit a light bulb with me. And I explained that to them as I'm talking and I'm like, these guys are husband and wife. And how cool would it be to talk to these guys and just get a glimpse into their life being in a relationship and running a business and doing calls and service together and installs. I thought that would be, be super cool. So I reached out to them uh, last minute. We got it done. This interview is coming up right now, guys, on the HVAC Know It All podcast. I'm your host, Gary McCready. Welcome to the HVAC Know It All podcast. Recorded from a basement somewhere in Toronto, Canada. Your host and HVAC tech, Gary McCready, will take you on a deep dive into the industry discussing all things HVAC. From storytelling to technical discussion. Enjoy the show. Kat, Ronnie, how are you guys? Doing good. Yeah, doing real good. Awesome. I'm glad you guys got with me tonight because I think it's super cool that you guys are married and you guys are... Um, you drive around in the same truck and essentially do jobs together, which if, if I go back to when I first started in the trade, my very first year working at a, just a summer job while I was in school, like I was in trade school and in the summer, there was a man and wife team, uh, that did installs together. But since then I haven't come across one till now. So you guys, uh, we're, we're going to get the story out of you guys tonight. You ready? <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, cool. So where are, um, so because there's two of you, basically what I'll do is I'll try to address the questions back and forth. Um, so you guys don't talk over each other. And, um, if, if one of you guys wants to jump in, just, just go ahead and jump. Just, I'm sure you guys cut each other off all the time when you're talking. So, I mean, just (laughs) go, go, go ahead and and, and do it when you need to. But anyway, um, my answer is better than hers. (laughs) Well, then, then, hey, well, here we go already. <laughs> so, Kat, uh, I messaged you last night out of the blue or last night or the night before. I can't remember now because all the days seem to mold into one these days. But um, I asked you because I was just going through your feed and then I realized it kind of hit me that, that Mrs. Heritage Air and I'm like, you know what? I've seen Heritage Air before. And I'm like, 
<laughs> so I, I, I put two and two together. I'm like, you guys must be a husband and wife team. So that's why I messaged you out of the blue. And, and I've done this before to people just like, hey, you ready for a podcast tomorrow? And some people say no, and some people say yes. So you guys are here. So where are you guys located, like in the in the US? Um, well, we live in Kyle. And then so like our office is in Kyle, Texas, which is okay. just a little bit south of Austin, Texas. So we're right in the center of Texas. Gotcha. Okay. Right in the hottest part of Texas. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a good place to be when you do HVAC, right? Or at that's least at least the, the AC aspect of HVAC. Yeah. So so um so Ronnie, uh to you. How did I, I guess I maybe I should get the story like did you start an HVAC first and Kat came along or vice versa? Like how did the company start up and how did you guys start working together? So AC work is what I grew up doing. Um, okay. So I was doing AC work um, and that was back before I had started Heritage Air. Um, mm -hmm. I just worked with my dad. Uh, and then I met Kat. She fell hopelessly in love with me. I was of irresistible. Course. She married me. <laughs> um, so yeah, but you know, I guess we were newlyweds. I was going off to work every day. And so she was like, well, I don't want to be stuck at home. I just want to, I'll come hang out with you. And turned out she ended up being like the best helper I had ever had. Uh, so fast forward, we've been married 11 years now. I started Heritage Air a few years ago. Um, and we've, you know, we've been doing pretty good. Awesome. So when you say best helper, you ever had describe what that means describe I, it real good <laughs> yeah real good real good don't leave any 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 bits and pieces out don't just lay on us so, <laughs> so katrina when we first got married she used to actually get frustrated at work with me she she always okay. tell me like how grumpy i am at work and i i always told her i was like look if you're if you want to come to help if you see, just pay attention to what I'm doing. If you see my hand like shoot out behind me, you should know what needs to be placed in that hand, whether it's a, you know, an adjustable in wrench or, you know, Phillips said, whatever you, you watch what I'm doing, anticipate it. That's how we can get done efficiently. And mm -hmm. she used to get so angry at me, but then she started like knowing and that anticipating really and yeah, yeah that we, really helped. we just like got this super good flow going and then, you know, the, the more that she learned and was able to, you know, to really do stuff on her own, then we really were able to, to knock jobs out really quickly. Um, you know, just kind of each knowing our part on that job. Gotcha. Okay. So Kat, you started as a helper, but how long have you been sort of doing this, like seriously going out to work, like on a day-to-day -day basis? Um, well, I, I admit that I never really like developed a love for doing HVAC work okay. until probably about three years ago. Um, it was just, it was just a job to me and it's just what I had to do. Cause it was like the family business and whatever. And I don't really know what changed, but I don't know. I just, I just really started loving the like diversity of the things that you encounter and the things that you have to know. Um, and that's when I really started getting into it. It's probably about three years ago, I guess close to the time that we started heritage air. Okay. Uh, because we really had to just like buckle down. We were building a business together. So, well, that makes, that makes sense because if, if you started to enjoy it when you started the company, that makes a lot of sense because you have such a vested interest in seeing the company be successful, right? So yeah. I would be the same thing. If I was watch, if I started a company and I'm watching it grow and putting all my hard work into it and watching what happens from that and you're seeing the fruits of your labor, I would also enjoy that too. Uh, but I, I saw a video of yours just a few minutes ago. You're, you're brazing. It looks like maybe up in like an attic and you're saying that you suck, but you were uh, you were moving that torch pretty pretty well and getting it around that joint. So I thought you were doing pretty well. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, 
Ronnie wrote that caption for me just because we knew that there would be lots of people that have something to say about. I gotcha. Yeah. There's always that some that those people that just want to say what you're doing wrong instead of, you know, just using it for educational purposes or being supportive. So. Yeah. Well, I thought you were, I I thought you, no, I thought you were doing well. Like I didn't even read the caption. I just saw you brazing. I'm like, "Uh, yeah, normal, look normal to me. And then I read your caption and it's like, yeah, I know I suck or whatever you said. (laughs) I'm like, no, that's actually pretty, pretty good. Um, and, and Ronnie, I was looking at one of your posts. We should actually talk about what your handles are on Instagram in a second so people can, can follow you. And, And I saw that, um, that duckless split you cleaned the pictures before oh my god like the amount of like mold spores like hanging out on that thing was was ridiculous yeah that and that that was only for like two and a half months of use are you kidding me yeah Yeah. it's in it's in a really small um like a greek food trailer yeah um i installed that new well cat and i installed that new me i share their credit uh we installed that new and yeah after like a couple months he called and he's like hey this thing isn't throwing air i think the fan is not working so i went over there and it was just absolutely plugged up to where there was like no air coming out and he had like extra filter media like taped over the top of the thing trying to keep it clean um so i cleaned it for him and it you know started working great again and i told him you know we're gonna have to come out here every uh every quarter and just clean this thing for you and it didn't quite last a full quarter so (laughs) so i i I found it interesting like i've never I've, i've seen it i've seen it done um but I found it interesting the way it was cleaned because I've never done it this way. And, and I know the, I know speed clean makes those bags for duckless splits and yeah. you're using the, um, uh, the Supco, uh, like the newer Supco power washer, right? Yeah. The little porta blaster. Yeah. The porta blaster. And it seems like that thing had, uh, like just enough pressure to wash it, but not bend the fins. How'd you, how'd you feel washing that one? Yeah, I, that thing is is really awesome. It's got it's got two settings. It's got like a lower pressure and a higher pressure. So I was using the lower pressure setting on that, um, and yeah, it, it did a perfect job. The first time I cleaned it, I went out and like I had to run fifty or sixty feet of hose and call somebody at five in the morning to get the lock the the combination to unlock the water spigot. Um, so it. it was really convenient to not have to like string a hose everywhere and worry if your if your nozzle is going to be leaking that day or um, yeah yeah it's that, that thing is so nice and the the high pressure works really great and the low pressure works really great when you need you know a little less force we've had to um connect three hoses together and mm-hmm. string it up to the third story of a building like up the flights of stairs to the third story before to clean mini splits. So once we got that porter blaster and realized we didn't have to use a hose like from a spigot. (laughs) Yeah, I I actually, I have it too. And I've used it two or three times now. And I used it on a big engineered air with a a large uh, condenser coil, three fans across it, like on an angle. And it's pretty thick too. And I used uh, one probably... I'd say probably the equivalent to like a five gallon pail, but it was like a, a stainless steel bucket. And I cleaned that whole thing in, in with one bucket. Uh, and then I did it again. I, I cleaned it twice actually, because I wanted to make sure it was clean, but I could have left it the first time and had it clean with one bucket, but I just went for a second time just to ensure all the dirt was out. But that, that us uh, speed clean bag, is that reusable? Like I've never used it, so I don't know anything about it. Yeah. I, um, so when I was gonna order it, I asked. I went to I went to ask about it at the supply house, and they said, "Well, we have to order one in for you." And and I was kind of asking like the same question. I was like, "Man, this is you know I don't want to spend this money if it's only gonna last me a couple times." And he's like, "Well, I think it's it's kind of a disposable thing, but but yeah, once I got it, it's it's totally reusable. It's super durable. Um, yeah, I." I have no like thought of man. I'm gonna need to order a new one soon at all, and I've already used it quite a few times. It's really easy to set up too. Yeah. yeah. How how do you how do you get it? So, Kat, you can answer that one since you uh, you were kind of ahead of my next question. I was I was gonna say like how 
do you set it up so it stays in place and the weight of the water doesn't come like cause it to come crashing down? So it has these um, like plastic uh, flanges, I guess, would you call on the sides hooks. and they have hooks. Yeah. yeah, they're like flat, flat plastic pieces with hooks and you slip that behind the head unit and you just hook those little hooks onto the bracket and then um, to like cover the wall under the head unit, it's got this um, like bungee cord that you tighten so that it holds it all nice and tight underneath the head unit. And so that's, so the wall is completely covered in plastic. Um, did, did, did I describe that well enough? It's hard to, it's hard to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just wanted to sort of get a, a visual in my head on, on how, and yeah, it, it makes sense, but yeah, I guess anybody that really each, wants. Yeah. It hooks on to each side. It hooks onto each side and then mm-hmm. on underneath up against the wall to keep that from like leaking down the wall. It's got these like heavy duty plastic strips that you tuck under the bottom of the, of the unit that overlap the oh, edge yeah. of the plastic. So oh, okay. any water that gets, you know, in that, in the, the shroud, I guess it runs back and instead of hitting the sheetrock, it hits that plastic piece and then runs down that into the bag. Gotcha. Okay. I've never had it fall off or anything. That makes sense. But the amount of the amount that how brown that water is and <laughs> when you're pouring it out. Oh my God. It was, it was incredible. It was so satisfying to see that thing cleaned after in, in the pictures. But I mean, moving on, how is, uh, how is Texas as far as, uh, I guess the AC season, was it, was it hot enough? Was it generating a lot of business? Was there any, I know Texas, as far as I know anyway, from what I see in the news is pretty wide open um, compared to other places as far as COVID goes. So how are you guys finding it down there work-wise uh, with any COVID obstructions or anything like that? You guys staying busy as normal? We were busy. Honestly, when COVID started, we just got completely slammed. Really? Even more because people were, well, we do a lot of residential and people were home uh, working from home all of a sudden and they were realizing how hot it gets in their house in the middle of the day when they're at work. So honestly, yeah, if anything, COVID has made us more busy. And even in the mildest mildest summer that we have here is still hot yeah (laughs) so i feel like every probably one in ten calls this year was somebody in their home office like man we don't know why it's so hot in here all of a sudden it's like well because you got five monitors set up now and you've never been in this room at five o'clock yeah were you able to so that that was my question like there's a lot of people that yeah they're at work during the day um and they don't realize how warm it gets in their house were you able to solve any of these issues or was it, or like, did you get there and things are just running normally and they just can't handle the capacity or was there solutions that you could find for these people that have five monitors in their home type thing? You know, if it, I, I kind of always would ask him if it was like a, you know, if this is a permanent thing for you, you know, if this is, if you plan on going to back, going back to work in the next few months, you know, spend a hundred bucks on a window unit and yeah, then toss it when you're done. But you know, if you're if they're planning on staying, which I, I feel like a lot of people like working from home and they don't want to give that up or if they're going back to the office, it's not going to be full time again. Um, so for a lot of people, it was, you know, increasing the duct size a little bit or putting a, a small return air in there just to kind of help get some of the stale air above desk and stuff out of there. Yeah. But yeah, we were able to remedy a, a lot of them, I think. Well, that's good. That's good. Cause I mean, I don't know how many calls I've gone to where, and actually we, we had one last week where I was changing a compressor and I know this one and it was super like, we were like, I don't know what the hottest it gets in Texas, but for us, we hit, uh, with the humidity, like we factor in the humidex and stuff and all that, obviously. And it was like, feels like they'll give you the temperature and like the sensible temperature. Then they'll say it feels like. And that day it was like, feels like 108 or 109 degrees Fahrenheit. And that's pretty warm for this area where I am in Toronto. Like how hot can can it get where you guys are? 
Oh, I, I don't think it's unusual for our feels like to be, you know, like 115. Yeah, we yeah. get actual temps of like <laughs> 104. Except this summer. This this has yeah, been a super mild summer. I think we hit 100 degrees maybe mm-hmm. like once or twice. Yeah. Yeah. I think y'all got some higher So what what I was what I was going to Weird. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's that's what happened last week is is uh this one customer called me and they said this unit it's for a clean room in a pharmaceutical site they they said it's up uh like half a degree or almost a full degree above set point and it can't get down and i'm like dude <laughs> i'm like don't you remember last year when it got this hot for a few days you had the exact same problem and he's like yeah but they want you to come look at it and i said well there's nothing i'm going to be able to do and, and i knew that off the bat and the and somebody ended up somebody else ended up going and saying yeah the unit's working as hard as it can work it's just it can't deal with the amount of uh it can't it doesn't have the capacity to deal with the heat load that you're having right now. And, and I mean, I, we experience that from time to time when we hit severe cold peaks and cause that's one thing you guys don't get is the cold peaks that we get. Like we, we can get down, like I would say, like we're talking minus 20, minus 25 degrees Celsius. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit off the top of my head, maybe around like minus 10 or something like that degrees Fahrenheit. I think, I I think so. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, it gets super cold here. So we get the both, best of both worlds. But anyway, moving on, we, we need to get more of this uh, nitty gritty We need to, <laughs> for you guys riding around in a truck and stuff together. Like how how does that pan out for you guys on, on the daily? Is there obviously you guys aren't going to agree on everything. And like I, I'm married. I, I know how it is. You, you get into your your little spats once in a while. So how is it? Um, I will let for this one, I'll let Ronnie go first, and then Kat, I'll let you correct Ronnie's answer. How about that? <laughs> I'll just I'll just tell you what we're both gonna say. I'm gonna say okay. no, we don't, we don't fight at all. And Katrina's gonna be like, oh, no, 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 <laughs> no. We you know we get along really well. Like we're truly best buds. So we have a great time laughing and joking around and all that good stuff. Um. I, you know, it, it goes well. I think we might like fight over the fact that I usually don't stop for lunch and Katrina always needs to eat for some reason. <laughs> I get hangry, right? <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. I know all about that. My wife gets hangry too. I know what that's like. <laughs> I don't know if any like HVAC guys stop for lunch, but they should consider it because it definitely helps my mood. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I, I do as much as I can. I, the odd maybe one or two days a week, I do like a, I just kind of do like an intermittent fast, and and I'll just drink a coffee in the morning, and then I'll eat later later on in the day, like maybe like a snack or something. Um, but yeah, I, I find that if I don't eat by like one o'clock, I start to get hangry myself, and it's not good, right? And sometimes you just got to walk away from the job and take a break. And then after you eat and sit down and have some water, like you feel so much better. It's, it's incredible how much better you feel just from a little bit of food and like a bottle of water. Uh, but if that's your biggest issue between the two of you, then I don't know, like what, what else can we talk about here? You guys are, come on. I wanted some drama on the podcast. Well, when I, so we've been married for 11 years. Um, when I first married Ronnie, I started working with him right away. Oh, I know where this is going. He would just like at home, he would be a different person at work. He would be so grumpy all the time. And I would just be like, I'm always, I don't know. I think I'm really bubbly and happy most of the time, except for when I don't eat. And I was like, what is his problem? Like, Why is he so grumpy when he's at work? So that would irritate me, but um, he's never that way with customers. <laughs> I realized it was just around me. Customers and I, I don't guess, bug me about lunch. I guess it's just because he felt very comfortable around me. So he was okay with being his grumpy self <laughs> at work. But he's gotten a lot better at that. And yeah, we, well, we work really well together. And That's good. And, and I can tell, I can say to Ronnie, I know what it's like to be grumpy at work because... I'm grumpy lots of times at work, especially when you don't get a good night's sleep and you're up late because you're binge watching like 
uh, The Walking Dead or something like that. Right. Just, <laughs> yeah. You, you watch like eight episodes in a row and you don't realize it's three in the morning. Anyway. Um, yeah. I, I know what I, it's like see, to be grumpy at work because I've been there. I think. I thought you were going in a totally different direction with that cat. I thought you were going to talk about your work-related injuries. All right, guys. So True Tech Tools, fabulous business, great e-commerce platform to sell HVAC tools, but they back that up with educational content as well. That's what's great about them. They're run by great people. They work with great people within the industry. We have a promo code. It's know-it-all. What you're going to do is use it to save 8% on your purchase if you choose to purchase through TrueTech Tools. They sell all the, the stuff that I would normally use on my day-to-day, -day, like Navac and Testo and Supco and, and Haven IAQ uh, equipment. And the list goes on. Klein, right? RLS. The list goes on. Um, so check them out, TrueTechTools.com, and save 8% with promo code know-it-all. So... Speaking of Haven IAQ, we're going to get back into the swing of things, share some content, share some case studies. I am going to be installing a Haven central air controller in my home in conjunction with the central air monitor. Now, what, what you can do is tie in some IAQ devices like an HRV or a humidifier, dehumidifier, whatever you feel like. That is that basically your central air monitor is going to read what the air properties are, VOCs, all that kind of stuff. And then if the VOCs are high, we can maybe trigger the, the high speed on the HRV. Or if the humidity is low, we can trigger um, humidification rather than relying on the mechanical stats that get slapped to the side of the duct, right? We can automate it, which is pretty cool. So I'm going to be installing one of these. I will have some content around that for you moving on. And, and then we'll look at that once it's all installed and, and what we can do um, with the, the monitor and the controller together. So RLS I've been talking about for a while. Like it's it's incredible the amount of R&D. Okay, if you go look at other press tools, okay, or go to their Instagram feed or something like that and look at what they're posting. It's it's marketing material mostly is what I see. RLS has been contractor pro. They've been testing pro, R&D pro. And the amount of the amount of posts that they that they show us on places like Instagram and Facebook and stuff is is all towards testing their product and showing where it, where it might fail or, or how it might fail or where it doesn't fail. And they're using this to to bring this product to the, to the highest level possible. Right? There's a lot of people still on the fence, and I get it. Okay, you've been brazing for years. You trust brazing. You don't trust the next generation of, of tools to, to fit pipe and connect pipe. I totally get it. But I have been, as they say, woke. I've been shown a lot of things over the last few months, talk to a lot of people over the last few months. And, and that's really what you got to do. You, you can't just make up your mind by looking at the tool and looking at a picture. You have to talk to the people that are doing the R&D, look at some of the, the, the third party reporting. And even if you don't trust that, Go talk to techs that have used the tool. Talk to techs that have pressed hundreds of fittings on VRF jobs and don't have leaks. And the leaks that they do have, they'll cut open and find it was improperly installed. Right? So just keep an open mind and, and, and look at a product like RLS if you're thinking about using press for any of your jobs. Because let's face it, there's going to be more and more jobs that may be spec that way because of fire permits fire watches, etc., etc. So look at RLS as a alternative to brazing if you're interested. Okay. Um, last but not least, Subco Trade Fox. That brand has become known and I'm going to help make it become more known for technician invented tools because we're out in the field. We're frontline. We know what works. We know what doesn't. Okay. And having a platform that raises text to a level of inventor and brings these products to life, gets them into the, into the suppliers and into the hands of other techs invented by techs, I think is a great platform. I don't know how you can't support that. You may not like every tool that comes out. You may not want to buy a tool here and there, but if you like a tool that a technician has invented, 
against something that came out of big big manufacturing like type thing uh, my support would go to the one that the technician invented right because that is that is helping that technician bring in more income for their family okay good honest people so anyway guys let's get back to cat and ronnie Yeah, what was the the first thing I did? I dropped the, I was way up on a ladder and I dropped copper cutters. a pair of copper cutters down onto you. Yeah. On and the head? That, that, that same yeah, day. Yeah, right on the top of her head. That same day, um, this might have been like one of the, like the second or third change out that we had done or like install that we had done together. And... Ronnie was brazing and he wasn't used to having somebody help him. And um, I was holding a piece of the line set with some, um, with some channel locks, just like holding it in place for him so that it, it didn't pop out. And he was brazing it and he turned and just like brought the, the torch right across my arm because I was standing right next to him, helping him. And I guess he just wasn't used to that, like having somebody right there. Not someone him. I like. <laughs> Is that yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah, things happen <laughs> on jobs. And yeah, I've, the amount of times I've burnt myself, I don't know if I've ever, the closest I've come to injuring a co-worker, and this was actually, it's funny when I think about it now, but it wasn't funny at the time. So we were trying to get, and this is why I tell people never to torch a recovery cylinder if they're trying to warm it up for for whatever reason to to get the pressure oh up so and th this was this didn't involve a recovery tank it involved a piece of copper that basically what we had done is we had and we were young i was young anyway and i was working with another um guy that wasn't as experienced either because we were both kind of newer to the trade or a few years anyway but trying to recover gas out of this one particular condenser for a Liebert unit in a hospital and we had valved something off and what we thought we could do is just get the torch out, raise the pressure of the pipe and get it to flow naturally into the recovery tank. Okay. So we're, we're doing this and I'm like, yeah, something doesn't seem right. It's not, it's not flowing. And all of a sudden the pipe burst oh, and man. it burst like wide open. Luckily we had it valved off. Um, cause what we thought we had done is valved it to open to the tank, but what we really had done was valve the thing off. So as we're heating it, it had nowhere to go. It was caught in this, this pipe and it was just expanding and who knows what the pressure got to, but it blew apart and it knocked us both back. Um, it blew his hat off. Um, I saw white for like, I don't know, five, 10 seconds. And I'm like, Jesus, like we got really hurt there. So that's probably the closest I've ever been to injuring a co-worker of mine but i mean wow. we were both doing it together it's not like i i intentionally <laughs> try, you know we were both looking at it we both said we're gonna do this we both had our faces <laughs> way too close to the pipe and that's just what happened but so we how you learn for sure <laughs> oh i i learned from that big time and that's why i when, when people talk about torching anything that's a pressurized vessel i'm like please don't torch it because <laughs> i think that if I'm not mistaken, I've heard rumors. I didn't actually see the report or the article myself, but a tech died in St. Louis, I believe, for, for dipping uh, a, a tank in, in a bath of hot water. And there's no way to regulate it when you do that because you, unless you have a gauge on it, I say, if you're going to do this, if you really have to do that, put a gauge on the tank because that pressure is going to rise and you need to see where it's at. If it gets right. too high, you got to stop. So I wow. believe what he did was dunk the thing in a hot bucket of water and the pressure rose way too quick, and I th something happened, and, and apparently he passed away from it. it, yeah. it something blew off the tank, and I could be wrong, but I've heard a few different people about three or four months ago tell me the same thing. But I just could I searched for the article and I, I couldn't find it. But this came from a few different sources that so it came from like five six different people. There's probably some truth to the yeah. story, right? So just just Dang. be careful when when you're doing anything out there people that are listening to this hopefully someone's listening <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i feel bad this is your one podcast and nobody's gonna learn anything <laughs> <laughs>
no, no. This is this is an interview. Like we're trying to get we're trying to get to know you guys. Well, like, we'd you love know, to some, have more couples join and like be HVAC couples. Some of my most listened to podcasts were not about technical stuff at all. It was just an interview of of people that were in the trade, like you guys. So I, I think um, I've actually had several people realize that we're husband and wife and work together. And I've had um, a couple people message me on Instagram and say, how can I get my wife into HVAC? Like, can you tell, can you talk to my wife and like tell her why you like it and how she can get into HVAC? (laughs) Which I love that. Like that. that Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. Very cool. Um, so what kind of jobs do you guys do together mainly? Is it install service and like, are you always teamed up or do you sometimes go off on your own? So we were teamed up, up until, so we have a seven year old. So up until Kat got pregnant, we worked together every, Every yeah, every day, no exception. Um, and then once she got pregnant, obviously I let her stay home once she hit eight months. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh yeah, i remember working after eight months so i think you did that's a lie <laughs> so she she stays home a little bit more now um our kid is in homeschool um so she works about uh, three days yeah a week. i'd say three maybe with four you. sometimes with me um and i i do miss having her around but she helps on all the change outs for sure um but we are actually like the past few years with starting heritage, our workload has been kind of crazy. So we have hit the point where, you know, some, and we have the, the vehicles available where I'll call her sometimes like, Hey, I, I need you to run out to this customer's house or I need you to look at this for me. Um, so that's been really nice to, to be able to split up and branch out when we need to, but we'd much rather work together. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie. I've had to take, our son, his name is Finley. I've had to take him on jobs with me before a couple of times, as long as the customer is like real cool with it. Yeah. Current customers, no new customers. Yeah. You yeah. Can't Current customers. Oh yeah. You, you, you got to do what you got to do. Like I used to go to work with my dad sometimes when I was a kid or even my mom when, when like it was just, it just had to be that way. Cause there was no other way that, um, there's no care for me or whatever. And I, and I just had to go. So yeah. Yeah, I, I, I totally get that. Uh, one thing that I wanted to ask you about, Kat, is, is from your Instagram there, you're, I guess you're sitting at the kitchen table talking about bills and invoices and chasing, chasing money. And as, as you guys are business owners for working for yourselves, I, I wanted to get uh, an indication on, on what that's like to, to have to sit and do the billing and, and, and chase money for people that haven't paid yet. Is that a frustrating task or is that something that you could do without? Oh, is this directed just towards me first? Yeah. (laughs) Kind of looking at Ronnie. Um, So one thing that we we are talking about how we are work really well together. um, And we do. One thing that Ronnie has a hard time with is the invoicing. You know, he'll go on jobs all day long and then he'll come home and I'm like, did you invoice? And he's like, no. <laughs> so um, I've had to really like step up on that and um, with the invoicing and the, the collections and stuff. Um, it's not my favorite, but like you're saying, just with a small like business that we're starting from the ground up, it's just something that you have to do. And um yeah we're getting better at it (laughs) how how is this is always something that that has been one of the deterrents for a lot of people getting into business for themselves is the fact that they have to chase money like do a job bill it and then have to chase the money is is there a a handful of customers that do this often like how how often do you have to chase money not it's not yeah. too bad. Yeah. It's not too bad. You know, it's generally it's new customers um, that that we 
if we if we're going to have an issue, usually it's somebody who you know we've never done work for them before. Gotcha. Um, existing customers, you know, we we rarely ever have an issue with. Um, we're we're pretty friendly folk, so it's you know we we laugh and joke around, and we have a really good relationship with with a lot of our customers. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be I don't know I think I think that makes it a little harder for somebody to like oh not pay us or something's like oh it's Ronnie and Cat we got to pay this bill yeah I think it helps that like it's just us pretty much so I I, I guess with like a bigger company that has like several employees or more that that would probably be more of a problem but. Um, it, it's just us. So we know like each customer and what yeah, the situation I think, is. Yeah. So, yep. I, I, yeah. I get you. I think you're at an advantage there because you are like basically like literally a mom and pop shop, right? <laughs> like it doesn't yeah. get any more literal than that. Right. And, and you get to know your customers well and because they know you're a small business and they need, and you guys need, the money to continue to grow your business and continue to live and survive. I think that does make a lot of sense that, Hey, like these guys are a small business. They did good work for us. Let's get them paid out. Where if it's like a big, huge uh, conglomerate, like a big, huge with like 30 vans or 40 vans on the road, they know that company probably has a bit of a bankroll. Yeah. I'll get to that when, when I, when I feel like it, or I'll get to it when I get to it. Um, so yeah, I, I do see that for sure. Kat, hundred percent. And I think we have really awesome customers as far as customers go. Yeah. Everybody's so pretty cool. Have you ever had to fire a customer? <laughs> um, yes, we have. Yeah, actually recently, <laughs> recently I did. And it was, it was actually a kind of a big account and I really liked doing work for him. I enjoyed it. Um, it was one of my commercial accounts and I, it got to the point where they, you know, a manager left, a new manager came in and the new one was just hard to work with. And I, (laughs) I accidentally got CC'd on one of their internal, um, things about one of the jobs that are with their emails about one of the jobs that I had done. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I just didn't like the way they were talking about me, like amongst (laughs) themselves. So I just replied to the CC like, Hey guys, uh, in regards to what you're talking about, <laughs> here's the facts. And I like sent some screenshots of the invoices and, and said, you know, I, I think you'd be better served by another company. <laughs> Did they respond? Um, yeah, they actually like for two or three weeks, I didn't hear a peep. And then they called me because they, they were like, hey, we have another company out and uh, we'd like you to verify their, you know, what they're telling us. The price seems high. And I I just told them, like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm too busy. Just just trust them. I th- I don't think they're yeah, they I don't wanted, think they're lying or cheating to you. Just just use them. <laughs> they wanted us to to make a trip down there that just to give them a second opinion. Yeah. After that happened, which is kind of funny to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I can see it being super aggravating to have a customer that you don't like uh, and and you know they don't appreciate your service. And, and I've always said, I've always been of the, 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 the tech that says, ah, oh, never walk away from a customer, make sure. But as I, as I get older and grow and, and, and like, I think I'd be mature now I'm 42, but as I'm <laughs> mature through my life, I'm like, you know what? I don't need the, I wouldn't need the hassle of a, a customer that that's an asshole and just doesn't want to pay or ridicules you every time you, you come on the site. I, I wouldn't want that. So I would definitely fire a problematic customer and, and and it's funny how that you were in that email cc'd and they didn't notice and they must they must have it would you you would have paid to be a fly on the wall when they got the response to that sitting at their desk right <laughs> it was pretty entertaining <laughs> awesome all right well maybe i'll i'll go to each one of you to, to end this off for some advice on starting a business from scratch and growing it and maintaining maintaining it like Kat, how would you, how would you, what would you say to somebody that's starting a business today from what you've learned so far? Um, I would say it's all about choosing the right people, like surrounding yourself with the right people. Um, like w- with us, 
Um, we've had to experiment a lot with like different marketing things and um, we've had to just choose what works for us and you, you just have to make sure to choose the right fit for your company. Um, so, so how do you, how do you market currently? Do you use social media? Do you have like a website or like any ads and newspapers or like whatever? Like how, how do you, how are you doing it? We, we use Yelp a lot. Okay. Uh, Yelp, Angie's List. We actually just recently got on a, a local radio station here in Austin, which was a big thing actually, because the only HVAC, um, like commercials or ads that they have are these giant companies. So we are the only one that's just like a small company. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a little pricey, but I feel like it was worth it for us. And it, it kind of like, we knew that radio station, it's a local station that's been there forever. Um, it's like listener supported. So it was kind of our, um, I guess like the customer base that we wanted. So gotcha. it's been really, it's been really good for us. Ronnie, your last thoughts on starting a business from scratch and, and owning one through the years, what would your advice be to somebody that's, that's coming up through? Reputation. Reputation with other people in your industry, reputation with the community and reputation with your customers. Like that is... You know, I, I never dreamed three years into a brand new business, you know, we'd be turning down the volume of work that we turned down um, just because we don't have time. Um, but I, I think it all boils down to, you know, a, a lot of our calls are, hey, so-and-so told us to call you. Um, and then also just having having a good base. You know, I'm good friends with uh, Matt over at Climate Specialist. Hi, Matt. Um, you know, and he can pick up work for us. And, you know, it, it's nice to be able to have a community on both sides, on the, on the side where you can kind of share work if you need to, so that all the customers are cared for, but then also having a good reputation and a good community on the, the receiving end of that work. So that, you know, everyone is re recommending you and, you know, they, they view you as more than just a company. You're a, you're a face, you're a friend. Um, and I think that's, that's going to be the biggest growing point for any new company is just having that good reputation. Yeah. Um, no, I agree with you. Reputation is hundred percent, probably the, the, the most important thing because you're bad. You have a bad reputation. I mean, no one's going to call you and word of mouth is surprisingly, I would debate that word of mouth could be on par with, with internet marketing because on the internet, it's like people don't know you. They just see your website or your Facebook page or your Instagram or whatever. But word of mouth, like if a friend or a family member is telling another friend or a family member that they already trust that you guys are good and that continues to build, I think word of mouth could challenge online um, marketing any day, really, when you when you think about it that way. Yeah, I, I agree totally. We actually, real, real quick, we just did a job last week that I went out, I gave a lady a bid. She said that, you know, a friend of hers told her to call and uh, I gave her a bid while I was there at the house, just kind of a ballpark. And, you know, I, I think I gave the poor lady a heart attack. She was just <laughs> like, that's way higher than I was expecting. And uh, I said, well, you know, I'm sorry. Um, you know, we're a small business and, you know, I, you know, I just explained how things were and, I told her if you don't want to use us or if we're too high, like you're not going to hurt anybody's feelings, you know, do what, what suits your needs best. And I just chewed the cud with her. We were friendly and she got a few more bids and she called me back and said, Hey, I'd like you to schedule you and have you do the job. And while we were doing the job, she came up to me and she says, Hey, I just want to let you know, um, the, the next highest bid was a thousand dollars less than you. But I really liked you and so-and-so really put a lot of faith in you. And I, I just want you to know that's why I chose to go with you and spend more money. Mm -hmm. So I, I definitely think that, you know, just taking an extra two minutes to talk to somebody, even if you think there's no way in the world you're going to get the job, be friendly. 
talk to him for five minutes before you leave. And you don't, you don't know where that will lead in the future. Yep. A hundred percent. I totally agree with you. Well, guys, uh, thank you very much for doing this. I appreciate your time and I apologize for the, the last minute (laughs) invite, but I mean, sometimes that's just how life is. It's just like, I'm like, Oh man, I got to do a podcast this week and I don't even have a guest. So, uh, I appreciate you guys very much. Thank you. We're very spontaneous people. So yeah, we like last minute things anytime. (laughs) I'm, I'm glad you are. All right, cool. So we got to get to your, we didn't get to the Instagram handle so people can check you out. Kat, what's yours? Uh, mine is Mrs. M-R-S dot heritage dot air. That's on Perfect. Instagram. Perfect. And Ronnie? I am heritage dot air. Cool. <laughs> cool. And Kat, you got more followers right now, don't you? More than Ronnie? For yeah. sure. <laughs> how, how, do you, how do you feel about that, Ronnie? That your wife is beating you on Instagram and followers? <laughs> right. He's a little sore about it. Also, no, nobody asked me for feet pics ever either, and that really hurts my feelings. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, the, the, the females getting into the trades are, they're, they're coming in waves. So, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that that cat has more likes than you right now because, I mean, you're just a guy in the trade, and there's a, there's a, there's a billion of them. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing unique about me in, whatsoever, so. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So you got, you guys are awesome. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So I have to admit, I thought there'd be a lot more drama here. I really, really did because let's face it. Most husband and wives, they wake up in the morning, they go their separate ways. They have their own responsibilities and then they come back and get together in the evening for dinner and stuff. Right. And there's separation there. But Ronnie and Kat, they run a business together, a home together. They, they do installs together, right? But they seem to have this very close-knit relationship. And I think that's awesome because you can tell they vibe off each other. They feed off each other. And like Ronnie said, they're the best of friends. And I think that that is great. So good luck to you guys moving forward. Thank you for your time tonight. And listen, I think it's completely awesome that you guys chose to, to do it this way. If, if it works for you, it works for you. And, and that's the bottom line. So good luck in your future. I know you guys are going to be successful because I can tell in the first 30 seconds I was talking to you guys, you guys are good people and good people when they do good work and respectable work, right? They grow their reputation and their business flourishes because of it. So thank you guys. Good luck. Thank you to the master group. Once again, I'm out. Happy HVACing. Hope you enjoyed the show. Follow HVAC Know-It-All on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, and anywhere else Gary feels like popping up. This has been a Two Smokes and a Coffee production.